time now for Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. Now, here's your host, Agri-News Director Jim Smalley. Saskatchewan farmers could see a refund or reduced fees for federal grain inspection services. The Canadian Grain Commission announced this morning it's holding consultations to cut fees or provide a refund on grain inspection and weighing charges after accumulating a $107 million surplus in recent years. Commission spokesman Remy Gosselin says proposed changes would see fees drop $15 million or 23% next year. We've launched two separate proposals, one uh, to address our uh, user fees and the second uh, to gather feedback on potential uses of our surplus. Now specifically, as part of a five-year cycle, we have reviewed our fees and most of our fees are being proposed to be reduced. And we're proposing to reduce those fees because we have reevaluated annual grain volume projections and the revenues generated for the services that we provide and the cost of providing those services. So we estimate that the changes to our fee schedule will result in savings of uh, about 44 cents per ton or overall 15.1 million dollars uh, a year uh, to the grain sector. So that would represent a cost decrease of 23%. And specifically as it relate, uh, relates to the, uh, the accumulated surplus, we're gathering feedback from producers, uh, from the industry, from farm groups, industry associations on what would be appropriate uses of the surplus. Because uh, over uh, the last uh, few years, uh, we have accumulated a surplus of approximately $107 million. So do you think a 23% reduction would cover the surplus that you've already accumulated? It certainly would. I mean, we've, we've changed our, our green volumes projections. What had happened for the 2013 to 2018 green volume estimates is that uh, they were based on historical fiscal year totals. And they were based on a simple average of the past 15 years of grain volumes that were serviced by the Canadian Grain Commission. So what we did, and and that overall total was an estimate of about 23.3 million uh, metric tons. And basis our experience over the last five years, we've realized that those grain volumes were wrong, and we've changed our grain volume volume projections to about 34.4 million metric tons, which would be more representative of what we've experienced over the last two or three years. But you accumulated a surplus of $100 million over, what, a a couple years? Will $15 million reduction per year make that difference? It certainly will. I mean, it's... the reason we're reducing our fees is that we don't want to continue to accumulate a surplus. Now, we will still have a surplus sitting in the bank, and we feel that that's not fair to producers and it's not fair to the industry. So we want to gather their feedback and, and, and find out from them how we could use the surplus. And uh, some of the options that we're looking at, for example, is perhaps investing in a producer compensation fund that would be part of our producer protection program. Uh, that could be used in the event that a licensed elevator or a grain dealer failed to pay producers for grain deliveries. Or we could uh, use a predetermined portion of the surplus to reduce fees over a fixed period of time. So a, a rebate, uh, for lack of a better term. Other possibilities would be um, investing in science, innovation, and infrastructure in our, our labs. Or uh, perhaps providing uh, better analytical services to industry so that they can provide results to grain buyers uh, sooner. So there's a number of options that we're looking at, but specifically, 
the user fee consultation addresses fee levels. And uh, with these changes, we're pretty confident that it would stop us from accumulating surpluses. And as it relates to the second consultation on the surplus, we're seeking input from producers and industry to find out how we should be using the excess uh, funds that we've accumulated over the last uh, four to five years. And what is the length of this discussion period? 60 days. So it ends on May 1st? It ends on May 1st, that's correct. And we're looking for feedback from green producers, from, from farm groups, from industry associations, uh, green companies, and, and uh, any facilities that are licensed by the Canadian Green Commission. Are you just seeking input through letter or, or, or discussion, or are you having public hearings? We've posted two discussion papers on our on our website, and producers are invited to send their feedback through email. They can call us as well, and we will be uh, polling producers as well to find out how they feel about some of these changes. So uh, we'll be gathering feedback through a, a number of different uh, mechanisms. Remy Gosselin is the Manager of Information Services at the Canadian Grain Commission. Premier Bradwall is keeping close tabs on a post-trade issue with Canada's biggest customer. At the end of March, India will end an exemption for the fumigation of Canadian peas and lentils. The fumigation is required to kill certain insects, none of which are found in Canada. We want to maybe to fumigate for insects that don't exist here. Uh, and they might exist in other places, but we can, through science, prove that it isn't necessary. That's why I, I think Canada was able to achieve the exemption in the past. The issue will be discussed in detail next week when Federal Agriculture Minister Lawrence McCauley and officials with the Canadian Food Inspection Agency arrive in India. Wallace's peas and lentils are very important crops for provincial growers. We need permanent solutions to a lot of these science-related trade issues, but those are sometimes elusive. So for as long as it takes to find the, the long-term solution, we need to be proactive at moments like this and work to avoid any trade implications, and that's what Saskatchewan's going to do on behalf of lentil farmers in the province. Saskatchewan has sent a letter to India's High Commissioner in Ottawa. Wallace has also been monitoring media reports coming out of India via the Internet. I noted in the, there was a, some coverage in the Delhi media just today as I was driving up from Swift Current uh, where they have noted, they haven't, there's nothing um, uh, declarative about it, but they've noted that Canada might be considered for an exemption in this. And that was the media and they weren't quoting anyone, so I want to be careful. But I think there's some understanding then of the issue and how, it, how unique we are. Canadian sales of pulse crops to India were valued at $1.1 billion last year. The majority of the peas and lentils came from Saskatchewan. Growing microgreens and herbs is proving to be a good business for EcoBane Gardens in Saskatoon. It's Western Canada's first vertical hydroponic farm. The plants, including dill, basil, mint and cilantro, are growing in vertical trays stacked up to 24 feet high. Company founder Brian Baines says special LED lights allow the plants to reach the marketing stage in only three and a half weeks. This is the future for smaller greens. Uh, we max out about 19 or 20 inches, so it, it has a very select purpose. It's not the answer for everything, but for our style of crops it is for sure. Bain talks about the lighting used to grow the plants, which emit a distinctive purplish hue. Two different variations of red and a blue, and that's pretty much it. So plants actually only need those three spectrums to grow. Uh, and with those three very uh, defined spectrums, what we actually get is a bigger biomass, so more weight to the plant, faster growth, and a better flavor and taste. So it's beneficial all around. It takes only three and a half weeks to grow a plant that's ready for sale. Over 40,000 units are produced every month at the company's 6,000 square foot facility in Saskatoon. The product is sold in co-op and Loblaw stores, as well as various pizza places in Western Canada.
Feeder cattle prices were mixed across Saskatchewan during the past week. Provincial livestock economist Brad Marsniuk says feeder steer prices were mainly higher and feeder heifer prices primarily lower this past week. Feeder steer prices range between $2.50 per hundredweight lower and $2.21 per hundredweight higher. The largest losses were in the heavier weight 900-plus pound feeder steer weight category. Saskatchewan feeder heifer prices were also mixed but mostly lower, and they range between $7.43 per hundredweight lower to $4.37 per hundredweight higher. The biggest price gains were in the 5 to 600 pound weight category, while the largest losses were in the 3 to 400 pound weight category. And the factors behind these increases? Well, factors affecting Saskatchewan prices last week were a combination of, of weaker U.S. feeder cattle prices a bit and a stronger basis levels here in Saskatchewan. And what were marketings for the week? Canfax reported 12,772 head of cattle were sold in Saskatchewan last week, and that was down from 13,406 head marketed the previous week. What happened with market-ready cattle prices? Slaughter cow prices in Alberta were relatively steady last week. The price of D1, D2 slaughter cows increased slightly to average $96.40 per hundredweight, while the price of D3 slaughter cows increased $0.50 to average $0.85 per hundredweight. Fed cattle prices in Western Canada for Alberta fed steers were reported to average $160.43 per hundredweight, and that was up $2.09 from the previous week. Brad Marsniuk compiles the weekly cattle market update for the Saskatchewan Ministry of Agriculture. The market update on The Source, 620 CKRM. Grain prices were showing upward movement on the first day of the month in early trading today. Viterra prices for Durham up 265 at 274.82. Canola rose 18.30 at 495.82. Oats gained $5.08 at 177.60. Yellow peas increased $11 at 292.49. Number one red spring wheat went up 940 at 239.48. The rest were unchanged. Feed barley 134.14. Flax 468.55. Feed wheat 136.48. On the Minneapolis Grain Exchange this morning, May wheat was up six and a half cents a bushel at 556 and three quarter cents. And now the latest livestock quotations. Good afternoon. This is the Yorkton Heartland Livestock Market Report for Wednesday, March the 1st. A respectable run here today with 2575 in the short and 325 cows and bulls, a total of 2900 for the day. Cows and bulls selling steady with last week. D1, D2 cows, 87 to 97 sales to a dollar, dollar three. D3 cows, 77 to 87. These good bulls picking up some steam. A dollar five to dollar 15 sales to 117, 118 right up to a dollar 20. Today, today's Speckle Park sale here today with 250 of them showing up, and here how they sold in the pre-sort. 470 pound Speckle Steers, 202. 40 Speckle Steers weighing 550, 197.75. 34 Speckle Steers, 650 pounders, 184 and a quarter. My favorite pen, 750 Speckle Steers, 164.50. On the heifer side of the Speckles, 50 Speckle Heifers, 440 pounds at 165.50, 22 speckled heifers at 560, 176, and a pen of replacement heifers uh, weighing 650. They sold really well at 199. And for all the other breeds in the pre-cert, uh, market seems to be pretty much steady with higher in spots. Just a few sales here, a pen of red Angus steers, 500 pounds at 217. My favorite pen, 700 pound tan steers, 184. On the heifers, 700 pound heifers, 160. And 750 pound red exotic heifers, 159. 
Next week, pre-sort is, uh, we got 1,800 head booked for that sale. And this Friday, bread cow sale, 150 expected. Total herd dispersal of 55 blocks, calving at the end of March. Sale starts at 11 o'clock this Friday. I'm Harvey Exner. Have a good day. Now the latest Saskatchewan pork prices. Ham sold 6,800 dogs Tuesday, selling in a range of 169 to 171 per CKG. Today's sales are expected to be around 5,500 heads, selling in a range of 170 to 172 per CKG. Number one sows delivered to Winnipeg this week are selling in the range of 50 to 62 dollars per CKG live weight. Cash hogs today are called steady, while lean hogs are trading higher, and the Canadian dollar is down 33 basis points, trading at 0.7493 cents US. Cash hogs yesterday were down 20. Seven cents per hundred weight, while the cutout was up one dollar and forty-nine cents per hundred weight. The September to December time frame has current forward prices trading near their highest levels to date, largely to due to the weak Canadian dollar. Coming up, the farm weather forecast.